Today is October 25th, 2020. This is episode number 59 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right, today I am going to do something that I've, I've had planned for a while, but needed some prep work. And last night I did that prep work. And so here we are. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, my plan here is to go through an episode by episode rewatch of a season of a TV show that came out on Amazon Prime. The show is called Upload. And so my hope is that I can go through each episode one by one over the next, I don't know, several weeks, maybe month and a half. Who knows? Depends how often I get to it one episode. Um, and I'm going to like talk about it. So I watched this show in March or April when we we're in lockdown relatively early on. And I found it really interesting. And I was kind of sad when I wasn't sure where it was going to end up like production wise. Is this is this show going to get another episode? Who knows? Um, it was created by Greg Daniels, who is also responsible that like the mind behind the U.S. office. And so I really like the show. And I decided to rewatch it again, looking for things like looking for details, looking for all kinds of things that I could talk about. And so I watched it last night, took some notes, and I just kind of want to go through what I found most interesting about it. Um, so I took, uh, like I said, I was looking for things now to, to find that are interesting that either I did notice the first time, but didn't really put together or didn't notice the first time. So the show is set in 2033, which is a relatively new near future. So there's there's a lot of technology in this film and this TV show that doesn't exist, but that you could kind of 10 years, if you go back 10 years, like moving forward to now, you can kind of see that we made a lot of big jumps in technology. So doing so again, another 13 years in the future is, is it's plausible, theoretically plausible that we could get there. I don't know if we actually would, but it's plausible that we could see what, what's going on here. And so 2033, relatively near future. Um, interestingly, early on in the episode, in one of the apartments that we see, um, there's a poster for 2024 election with where Oprah's the president on the ticket and Kamala Harris is the VP, which I just found so interesting because that was when Kamala was running for president at the time, presumably, or it's like set to run for president. And interesting, she ended up as VP after this show came out. So <laughs> kind of a little on the nose there, but nice, uh, nice call. So. Um, one of the first things we see is the concept that the 2033 has self-driving cars and they, so almost all cars on the road that we see are self-driving. There are still cars that are not, um, but the self-driving ones can also be overridden. We see um, our the driver, the main character of the show, Nathan, take a game controller and start kind of almost um, Gran Turismoing through traffic. Um, so he takes over with a, with a literal game controller and starts driving. Um, and I can see rewatching it now that there's tons of foreshadowing in this show, in this episode. And um, yeah, so this is just one example when a, like self-driving cars come up a lot in this show. Um, okay, so then we meet Nora and Nora is the other lead in this uh, TV show. And we find out, we see her getting to work and we see that she clearly does not like her job. She's like either bored of it or just it seems almost like she doesn't necessarily hate her job, but she definitely hates her boss um, and she doesn't really have a ton of respect or, or you know, she doesn't connect with the people that she works with, um, the, like her clients that she works with. And whereas we do see earlier on in the episode that Nathan does like his job and Nathan's a developer, he's got an app startup uh, company that we don't really know that much about. Um, one thing that I did notice 
pretty early on is that there's a lot of nostalgic like i don't know if it's 90s or, or 2000s hip-hop in this soundtrack of the show and i really like that um it was very nostalgic but it's also just like there's some really good music in the in that time period and they they brought some of that here um i guess by 2033 that would be seen as like really classic hip-hop um so yeah um one of the things i noticed really early on is that for nathan the main character of the show um he's in a relationship with a woman named ingrid who is like this attractive woman we don't really see that much depth in her yet um but we see that they're in a relationship and he sees it as not that serious but she's clearly really interested in him she's invited him over for thanksgiving dinner and we also see over several occasions that he's just obsessed with what he looks like um he's really into like his appearance he keeps checking himself out at one point he's playing with his niece and like actually he's like spinning with her and accidentally lets her go she goes flying across the room because he was looking at it himself in the mirror um like he's really really obsessed with what he looks like um <clears throat> there was ne next there was an interesting detail as they're driving um again they're in self-driving cars they're they're actually having sex while they're driving which is again one of the things that when people talk about self-driving cars like wow you can do anything while you're driving um so they've they've taken that direction with it um so the show like there's a whole big dilemma in self-driving cars of like how do you how do you track um like if you're going to hit somebody do you um, do you just keep driving? Like, do you stop anytime there's a, there's a person or bike or whatever in front of the car? Do you, do you like, how do you solve that problem? And the show solves it with a setting. So we make it, it's made clear that there are two settings in self-driving cars. One that prioritizes the occupants of the vehicle. So the safety of the occupants at any, and the, the, like, not just the safety, but the kind of whims of the occupant. So like goal is to get from point A to point B as fast as possible for the occupant. Um, people outside the car be damned. And yeah, so the other toggle in the setting would be prioritize pedestrian. And so we see at one point they're just driving along the road and someone's trying to walk across the street and they jump out of the way and like the car honks the horn. Um, and we find out that Ingrid, it will always be prioritizing the occupants of the car, whereas clearly Nathan um, would really prioritize the pedestrians outside. So um, to me, like as a person who would always prioritize pedestrian, I'm really big on traffic safety and the idea that self-driving cars can actually save a lot of lives on the road. Um, this really shows a lot about a person based on what they choose for this setting. And so instantly that made me think, OK, Nathan's probably a pretty good person deep down, even if he seems kind of vapid and and shallow um, when it comes to looks. So it, it tells a lot of people a lot about a person to me when when I see what they choose for that setting. Um, so, yes, then he gets. Uh, Nathan gets into a car accident. We see they, they, they're they in the same car, um, Nathan and Ingrid, and then they split. He goes to get some groceries. She goes home and he's going to go home to meet her. And he gets in a car accident. And as a developer, he's kind of in the position where, yes, software is buggy. So he, he sees that he's driving straight towards a, a truck that's parked. And he sees well in advance. And he says, uh, okay, he tries to override the car. And the car won't listen and he tries to take manual control and move out of the way. He tells the car to stop and the car just ignores him, straight up ignores him. We don't know why the car straight up ignores him, but we do see earlier on in the episode um, that he blames. He get, he's almost gets a traffic ticket for speeding and he blames the bugginess of his car. And so we're kind of led to believe that, yeah, OK, like cars are obviously not meant to do that, but his car has bugs and he was supposed to get it checked and he didn't. So maybe this is on him. Um, and then the, the show goes straight from him getting into a car accident, him dying, back to Nora, um, who we see works for a company, who we've seen earlier actually in the episode, works for a company that, um, that basically 
upload. This is the premise of the show. Is it called Upload? They upload the personality, like the brain, basically the entire brain of people before they die, when they find out they're going to die, um, that they're able to save their memories, everything about them, their personality, all this stuff by scanning their entire brain before they die. And then they get uploaded into, into a computer and placed into these like basically virtual luxury condos. Um, we only see the luxury part now. Presumably there is somewhere um, that people with less money go. So um, we see him die only through Nora's perspective because Nora's going through his la- kind of last set of memories. So we see him through her eyes going to the hospital or being rushed into the hospital with um, a punctured lung. And so they basically tell him that he's dying and um, he has to choose. Is he going, are they going to try to save his life or are they going to try to upload him? And I found I find this a really interesting way to um, discuss this because it's like, if they go and try and save your life, but can't and you die, then it's too late. Like they can't upload somebody who's dead. So you have to decide before you're actually dying because the upload process takes a little time. You have to decide um, which one you want to do. And so we then find out that he, whether he has a lot of money or not, he doesn't have enough money to do this. Well, whereas his girlfriend, Ingrid's family is really, really rich. And so he's basically, he basically has to agree that either he's going to try to to survive, go to the OR and try to live, or he's going to have to end up signing himself over to Ingrid to be uploaded under her family's account, um, which is just like such a really ominous way to to set this show up. But I, it's really interesting that they went this way. So I, I found this kind of a nice allegory to American healthcare where you're like, you're, si- you're basically signing away. You're saying like, do whatever you need to do to me. Um, I take all risks for whatever costs get incurred during this process. And it's it's kind of weird. Um, maybe that's just because I'm Canadian and that's the system I'm used to. And it is an allegory, but I found it very weird. Um, so then we see the actual upload process take place um, once he's decided he's agreed to be uploaded. Um, so basically, they sit you in a chair and <laughs> the actual upload process is really gross. Um, but they basically... They basically they don't chop your head off, but they basically slice your head off in in like thin slices. And then in like less than a second, the machine powers up and just basically slices his head off. And we get to see he's basically this whole time he's in the hospital. He's like asking, he's like, where where's my mom? I want to see her before whatever I before I make a decision. And she's not there. So he has to make a decision. We hear that his vital uh, stats are dropping and. So he gets uploaded basically exactly at his his girlfriend, Ingrid, is watching through a window as he's getting uploaded. And basically his mom runs up and he goes, wait, wait, like, I don't want to do this. I wanted to see my mom. Maybe I wouldn't even go through with uploading. And then it happens. And like, it's really gross. But it's clear that there's lots of people that have gone through this before. So that they're like, um, it's horrifying to see, but it's like they're still going to get to talk to him. So it's it's very weird, but um, I kind of like it. Um, like I like, I like the premise. I don't know if I would want to get uploaded yet, but, um, I like the premise. And, um, so the next thing you hear after he's uploaded from that perspective is Nora's voice, which is like the most soothing ASMR type voice. She's speaking directly into this microphone that they have. Um, it's exactly what I would want to hear when I die, whether I'm uploaded or not. The next thing I want to hear would be that she's got such a comforting voice. Um, it, it's just it's clear that even though she kind of hates her, the concept of her job, she's really, really good at it. And yeah, 
I find it interesting because this is the first, like once as she's kind of uploading, she's designing um, Nathan's avatar. She, Nora has to basically connect with him to walk him through the process of becoming an upload. And the conversation that they have, they end up having really, really good chemistry immediately. And the show goes very emotional um, really, really quickly between the two of them, especially. And it's not afraid to kind of shy away from um, going deep and just like going through really slow in this episode. And it's really nice. Again, this is an Amazon Prime show. So it's not they don't have to deal with the constraints of a 22 minute episode or even a a 44 minute episode. I think it's like a 45 minute show or something. Um, But they don't have to deal with the time constraints of needing to fit onto broadcast television. Um, But it's so it's really great to see them actually like they slow down at one point and just like show you the chemistry of Nora and Nathan just having this conversation, even though he's just died, like they're joking around together. It's, it's, it's nice. Um, I find this is the, the, the next thing we see, or one of the next things we see here is that the concept of someone coming to visit upload in virtual reality. So they put on a virtual reality helmet, um, and they are able to kind of drop in. Um, they show this as being really simple. Like they show the employees at Verizon, which is the, or not Verizon horizon, um, which is the company that um, manages all the uploads and has this digital space for them to live in. And it's clear that behind the scenes would be really complex because they'd have to like scan in a 3D figure of you. And like there'd be so much going on behind the scenes, like to do facial capture and all this stuff. Um, but it's cool to like it's cool to see them try this as an as an idea. And I'm really interested to see kind of them explore that later on. Um, we then get our first office cameo which is Martin Nash, the, the new accountant from the Stanford branch, um, is kind of uh, Nathan's neighbor, which I found uh, really funny the first time I saw it. So he shows up a few times in the show. Um, but yeah, Greg Daniels made The Office and he also made this show. So um, he's, he's going to have some a few more cameos. Um, the next thing we see here is we see um, Nathan trying to buy or trying to get a coffee out of his little cooler thing. And he can't because it's $2.99 and he doesn't have any particular money himself because as you'll remember back earlier in the episode, um, he needs to, he signs himself over basically to his girlfriend Ingrid. So she has to approve any purchases because it's all tied to her account. Um, Yeah. So the next thing after that, we see he leaves his room and he is immediately accosted or loudly accosted by somebody in the lobby of this. It's basically a hotel um, or like a, a huge luxury apartment. and. We see a guy trying to sell him gum or trying to sell everybody gum. And so like ads and in-app purchases would absolutely be a thing. If we ever get to the point where people can drop in virtually in person, like basically full body walk around in a virtual environment, we would absolutely have in-app purchases and ads that were the exact same. Um, and I just found at this point that being beholden to somebody for to do any little thing, which is what he has to do in order to like get a coffee from this place. He needs to basically check with his girlfriend first and get her to approve it. Like that would be so incredibly frustrating. And we see him get frustrated by it almost immediately. Um, And this would be something like it takes Nathan a little while. He's like really fed up with this place. He almost actually tries to jump into um, the torrent, uh, which is the data stream connecting this horizon world to the actual world. And like this basically is suicide. Um, We see him almost get to that point. Like I can definitely see this being a huge transition period. Um, another nice detail that I noticed when I was like looking for details in this rewatch is the change in diegetic sound. Diegetic sound is basically how the sound environment matches the actual environment they're talking in. Um, a lot of the times in this show, 
when whenever Nora drops in on him in person, so they're they're together in the virtual world through VR, um, the sound is them the two of them talking, and the audio is is environmental because there's like they're in a forest or they're in his room or whatever the case may be. Um, but then they'll often switch between to show just to show that she's still at her desk in the building in the Horizon building, and so you can hear the difference in sound quality when she's talking right into the microphone versus when she's talking to him in person in Lakeview when they switch back and forth between. And I think that's really nice detail that they didn't have to do, and I wouldn't have really even noticed until I did the rewatch when I was like that, like because it because it is that ASMR quality to it when she's talking right into the mic. It kind of it disappears when she's talking in person because it should, because it should sound normal when he's hearing it, and um, I just found that really fascinating to uh, to hear the difference there. Um, so basically, what I got out of this sh- what I, what I got out of this first episode watching it again the second time is the show really just gives you immediately how first impressions can be completely backwards. Like Nora had this impression of Nathan, and she made a bunch of assumptions. She like gave him this little cowlick thing. Um, in his hair when she first met him just to mess with him and we we find out and she finds out that he's actually a pretty decent guy he's got a lot of emotions he's got a lot of depth to him and she judged him wrongly and he points out near the end of the episode like it feels like somebody's messing with me it feels like um like there's somebody out to get me here and she kind of recognizes that in herself that she actually like whether she was doing it like consciously or not like she was doing it consciously but whether she was doing it like thinking he's just this dumb guy who has doesn't have a really good personality um she kind of reflects on that and she ends up fixing his hair later on um after after kind of being called out and um it just like right away you see the connection between these two um and so at the very end of the episode we see that um or sorry earlier on the episode we see that some of his memories are corrupted and she ends up because part of her job is like sorting his her his memories into like different categories, and she ends up finding a bunch of these corrupted memories that she just puts in a folder with um like on her computer with question marks next to them. And at the very end of the episode, we see like we've seen little bits of shady things. Like first of all, it seems like his car really screwed up, so like that might be kind of shady. And at the end of the episode, we see someone taking over control of her computer virtually, who's not there, um, and they go and start deleting some of these corrupted memories. Um, and so like clearly something is going on, but we have no idea yet. Like they're, they're basically dangling little bits of, of hints of things that something is going on, but we don't really know. And, um, basically to say, this is just the beginning of what's like, the show is going to screw with your idea of what's going on. And, um, I really like it. So that's all I've got for episode one. I highly encourage you to watch this show. If somehow you got through this, but didn't watch the show, um, I highly encourage you to do it. Um, it's very interesting and then you can come back and listen to the next few episodes. I don't know. I won't probably won't do one tomorrow because tomorrow is episode 60. So it's going to be another personal episode, but, um, over the next couple of days, like maybe next week, I'll do another couple of episodes of this. So, um, I hope you'll come along on the rewatch and I honestly, I've, I have watched the show before, so I can, I promise you it's worth your while. If, if you're hooked at all by this first episode, it like, it really goes in on this concept and I, and I really like it. So, um. I'm going to leave it there for now. Thank you very much for listening to this first episode. If you have thoughts on the show, if you've watched the first episode and want to talk about it, um, you can hit me up on Twitter. I am Rob Attrell, A-T-T-R-E-L-L, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.